welcome to the Grown Woman Podcast. I'm Bree. And I'm Chelsea. And this podcast is all about navigating the intersectionality of Black female adulthood. So we want you to sit back, grab a drink, and join us as we discuss the treasure and the trash of being grown Black women in these streets. We wanted to dedicate this episode to letting you all get to know more about us and why we started this podcast. All right, so I will start. Again, my name is Bree. I am a digital content producer here in Dallas, Texas currently. I feel like we started this podcast to just have an open and honest conversation about being millennials, Black women in this life. And I feel like this is just kind of a fun way for us to let you guys know more about us, our thought process, the things that we're going through, you know, and just just be relatable to everyday, you know, things, I guess. Again, my name is Chelsea and I am a marketing professional and I also run a photography and marketing consultant business. I am in, also in Oklahoma City and I wanted to start this podcast because I love content that is geared towards women like me and we don't have enough of it. And unfortunately, you know, with being a black woman, most of the time we have to make our own things. And so I felt like there was a need to just see more of women our age with our background, just saying what life is and not always talking about the negatives of being a black woman. Um, we have joy, we have pain, it comes in both ways. So I just wanted to, you know, have a place to come and kiki and be us and have fun, but also, you know, let everybody out there know they're not the only ones experiencing things, they're not the only ones in that place. And we're here and we have, we're opening that space for everyone. Um, so that's really why I wanted to do this, but mainly to have fun with my girl and with all of our other friends that eventually will be on this show. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off that and say, we just wanted to have an open, fun conversation about our everyday lives and the the things that we go through and not just be about the struggle of being black millennial women in this day and age. I think there, like Chelsea said, there's a space for us and we just want to show you guys, you know, our joy. I mean, we will discuss struggle, but just mostly our joy and we just want to have an open and honest conversation with you guys and just with our friends and we hope you guys enjoy it. So, yeah. Are you muted? I am muted. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna open up each episode with what we like to call cocktails and conversations. This is where we're gonna mix up a drink of our choice and dive into the episode's main topic. Today, since you're getting to know all about us, we're gonna do my favorite cocktail, the Moscow Mule. But I like mine with this little splash of cranberry in it to spice things up a bit. We're gonna have a little bit of fun today and play 10 questions cause ain't nobody got time for 21 questions. And so that'll help you kind of get to know a little bit more about us and have a little fun. So without further ado, here we go. 
Brianna, what is something that can't be taught and can only be learned with age? Wow, we started off real. We go hit heavy. Hit hit me heavy. Okay, something that I think um, I'm going to go down love relationships. I think it only gets stronger. But I mean, the older you get and the relationships that you build with people, whether that be with your friends, your family, or your significant other. Good one. Good. Okay. Hmm. Something that can't be taught and can only be learned with age. Um, yeah, Charles, hit me heavy. Go ahead, dive into that one. I think for me, it's patience. And probably I say that because that's my biggest issue and the hardest thing for me to learn. Um, And because, you know, my dad is the most patient human being in the whole wide world. And clearly I did not learn that from him. So um, I think that's something that can only be learned with age. And I'm getting better at it as I grow older, but it's definitely, I got a long way to go. Next question, what you got for me? Um, I'm going to go ahead and get a, put a fun one in between that heaviness that you just got us into. <laughs> um, who's your celebrity crush? Um, so I'm going to do... We're going to do male and female. Male and female. Okay. Male is... I, I got to go with Michael B. Jordan because... I mean, is there any explanation that's needed? Michael B. Jordan, that is the explanation. Um, And because, you know, Marvel is my thing and I am a blurred, I got to go with my girl Tessa Thompson because, again, I don't need an explanation. Those are two beautiful humans. And I I don't even know what else to say. They're beautiful. They are my celebrity crushes. What about you? Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to keep your Marvel, Marvel thing going because my boy in Wakanda forever, come on now, Winston Duke. Mbaku. Yes, Mbaku, girl. You can pick me up, girl. Look, I'm about to go vegetarian. Girl, sir, I just stared at the screen for a minute. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, well, who this man? You know, he can, he can you know what? That's a that's a man. That's a big yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Um, my female choice has been the same for years, Rihanna. Yes. I don't care what nobody say. I, and I low key just want to kick it with Rihanna. You know, nothing right. even needs to happen. I just want to sit in a room and listen <laughs> to her speak about just just anything because I feel like she gives zero f's <laughs> and she's about her money, bitch. And I. I really do mess with Rihanna. Like, that's my girl. Uh, yes. I can agree with that one. I knew you were going to say Rihanna. I knew you, you knew were going to say that. You already knew. <laughs> you Okay. Um, question number three. What inscription do you want on your gravestone? And apparently, I'm just a very serious person today. I'm, I don't know. What is happening? These, these are the questions that stuck out to me, Okay. So what do you want your gravestone to be? In my defense, my answer was not a serious one. So maybe I just didn't take it as seriously as it should be. Oh my goodness. What on my gravestone? You know what? I I hope that it says, um, she, look at me, she was 
a loving spirit wore her heart on my on her sleeve and was beyond compassionate to her friends and family. You are such a poet. Oh my God. You know You're what? such a writer. I went to a place. You did. I went to a somber place. You like made the whole eulogy. I did. I was about <laughs> You ready to No, okay. As long as it just <laughs> As long as it just that I really just kind of want I really wanted to be, you know, I, I hope that it says something about like the life that I lived that was, you know, I lived the life that I wanted. Hopefully I made you laugh and the love that I shared throughout, you know, my life for my friends and family, something along those lines. I hope that's what I put out in the world, you know? I admire you. Thank you. Girl, don't get me over here because you know I'm emotional. You know I'll cry to drop the hat. So So I want mine to say this nigga was crazy. (laughs) 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 I wanted to be something crazy. I wanted to be silly. I wanted to say she was a mess and she probably deserved it. You know what? I'm not doing this with you today. Because I want them little Girl Scouts that have to clean up the graveyards because they made us do that in Girl Scouts. I want whoever to come who be coming in the graveyard to be like, what in the world? Back it up. <laughs> Girl, yes. Back it up. <laughs> I, was in, I was in third grade and it was a community service project and they made us clean up graveyard and I found a dead mouse. Like, listen, I had to clean up its bones and crap. I was like, why? I would have called my mother right then and there. Like, <laughs> my mama knew. Darlene made me do it. Darlene made me stay there and clean it old nasty stuff. You know what? <laughs> I would have been sitting on the curb like somebody come and get me. But yes, that's what I want. My gravestone. I want it to be something outlandish. I want it to make people double take when they read it. Okay. You can have your sentimental stuff. I want people to laugh when I'm dead. Just full discretion. Chelsea says whatever she wants to say. She's that type of person. Whatever (laughs) she's thinking, it is no filter. What y'all gonna do? What's gonna happen if I speak my mind? And that's what I should say. No filter. (laughs) Yes, that's you, right? (laughs) That is you all day. Okay. (laughs) Explicit content. (laughs) That's that's what I should say. Explicit content. And I'm gonna have my middle finger up in my grave if they That's ever exactly. try to give me a pot of there. They gonna see one finger up. <laughs> oh my gosh, they gonna dig your grave on up. Like we gotta move this. They gonna be like, oh no, keep her there, please. Don't touch her. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's go back to a uh, question. What do what do I want to say? Oh, you know what? Okay, this is a good one. What is your coffee order? Some people say your coffee order tells a lot about you. No, I don't know. I, I am a person who likes a dab of coffee with my sugar. If it ain't the color of Halle Berry, it ain't sweet enough. It ain't got enough milk in it. She's um, Halle Berry. Halle Berry, honey. So I have, well, I'm going to just, you know, do a shameless plug. So if I'm in Midwest City, I have to have open flame. 
and I have to have a caramel macchiato with oat milk from there. If I'm downtown, I have to have Landing Coffee Company and I have to have a brown sugar latte with oat milk from them. And then if I'm on the other side of downtown or like Northwest Expressway area, I have to have Stella Nova and they have a caramel macchiato with oat milk that I also love. But yeah, that's that's my drink. Uh, it's either like, or if it's like Starbucks, if I have no other choice, like caramel macchiato or um, a white mocha. But I haven't really gone to Starbucks much because I don't, I can't have regular milk. I hate almond milk and they don't have oat milk yet. So they're useless. You can't drink soy? Don't they have soy milk? Oh girl, no. Soy destroys me. My body hates soy. So what's your coffee order? I mean, I don't know. Anytime I go to Starbucks and this is no heat Starbucks, I just feel bougie. <laughs> I, I mean, bougie. Um, that, but you have to like I every time I go to Starbucks, I make sure I use my gold card <laughs> and it has glitter on it. So I just like make sure it just shines and I order ahead. So I love walking past all the peasants in line, grabbing my drink, turning around and sipping my drink as they wait in line and just chuckle. (laughs) If I have to go to Starbucks, um, I feel like my to-go order is like the same any coffee shop that I go to. Like I I purposely try the same thing to know if I want to go back. So like for me... Like my initial drink of choice is a chai latte, chai tea latte. I if you can't make time. me a good chai tea latte, I'm not coming back. I mean, that's fair. And that's why I order the same thing most places because if you can't make my drink, then I don't want you. Yeah. So like, um, and I, I go for almond milk cause I have a milk allergy and I don't mess with regular milk in my coffee too often. So um, that's, my, that's my initial order. Now I found this little spot in Dallas, Texas, I went to this little place. It's called LDU Coffee. Rolled up in there. I don't know who created LDU Coffee, but I ordered a mocha latte, bitch, and it was delicious. Oh, and our boy was like, "Next time I go to and Dallas." And our boy was like, "Do you want it a little sweet, or do you just want kind of like regular?" I said, "Give me that sweet." He came out. He hand delivered my coffee, bitch. I sipped it, and I just stared at him like, "Okay, LDU." So, so I've been going to this place ever since, like, since I moved here, pretty much, which has only been a few months ago. But like, any chance that I get, I go to LDU Coffee. Shameless plug, LDU Coffee was it. Hey, we all need our little spots that are not Starbucks. So, okay, next question number five: What are two things you know you should know how to do, but you don't? I know I should know how to do, but I don't know how to do. Um, Okay, I'm going to go full adult and say, um, I don't really get, this is going to be so embarrassing for me, low key. I don't really get how to pick the right like stocks for my 401k. Do you ever have 
Oh, girl, I don't know how to, that's white people stuff. I don't know how to do <laughs> some things. No, exactly. Is, mm, we wasn't like, when you're that. in the business that I've been. I, I, we have meetings at my job where we have to like kind of. This is my previous job, actually. I've just been at this new job for a little bit, but like we had conversations with our. 401k advisor and she would just literally be like okay um you should put this percentage here toward this this percentage here to this and this is me just shaking my head like you know what go ahead see i don't, I think don't I've ever know had the choice to pick you have always been picked for me or i just don't even know that i can choose i just go with the suggestion i, I didn't know there that was the thing i thought it was automatically put in places hmm. so i'm there with you we're adults. okay okay What's okay, that's my thing? that's my big adult thing. Um, my just little trivial thing. I feel like I should know how to parallel park, and I don't, bitch. I mean, that's fair. I didn't know how to parallel park until I had to. It wasn't part of my driver's test. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. They had gotten rid it. of it the year before I started driving. They took it out of the driver's test. I'm just um, bad but then I started working downtown, and I was forced to learn. And after being super embarrassed after trying to parallel park in the same spot, like backing up like 15 times. That's me. I do it every time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to parallel park because, and like, I was so embarrassed, Brie. I thought nobody was in the car and somebody was in the car the whole time. And I looked over and they made eye contact with me and they just looked at me like I was the biggest fool ever. And I was so embarrassed. <laughs> but now I can whip that thing in and out. I cannot. I, I listen, I'm still that person like zip, zip, go up, go up, go up, go up, in the corner, back, back, back it in. Like I can't get it together. I don't know what it is. And then I'll just drive off. I'll try it like four or five times and I'll just drive off and just drive around so I find something better. <laughs> because I I can't do it. It's not it's not in my skill set. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people who live in the Midwest would probably say that because like when you're not in a big city, you don't have to. Exactly. And now I'm in the big city and that that's the spaces that are open is all these parallel parking spaces. Yeah. And I just like, be a pro in like a year. You'll, you'll get there. Man, take me back to the country. No, thanks. I mean, you know. So my two things are not as adult as yours are. Um, I guess they should be. One of them for sure should be. The other one is like, I'm embarrassed to say this and you're going to laugh at me. Um, but the first one is I cannot fold a fitted sheet. I don't believe that it is possible. Okay. I've seen it done. I've watched the YouTube videos. <laughs> I, because I can't either. Two days of quarantine when I was doing 85,000 loads of laundry, I tried it. I was watching it on YouTube. I was trying to do it and I still can't. I, I give up. I can't fold a fitted sheet. You YouTube how to witchcraft. fold a fitted sheet? Yes, because it's witchcraft. I They did it and they made it look so easy. And so I tried to do it and it, it just didn't happen. So You I, know what? I'm not hating on you because I can't really fold one either. I feel like when I wash my sheets, I just literally just put them immediately on the bed. Like, I don't even try to fold it for what? Just put it back. <laughs> well, I rotate my sheets, so they have to go back in the storage. But fitted sheets, they get rolled up into a ball. You're right. I know because, it's a fitted sheet. I mean, I guess I do rotate my sheets. So you're, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> I, I mean, no shame. No shame. <laughs> no, no, because what we is I haven't since I moved in, because I got rid of a set. 
And I only had two sets. So like, now don't be on here trying to roast me, y'all. I switch out my sheets and I wash my sheets regularly. (laughs) Why y'all was, I know what y'all was thinking a minute ago. (laughs) But I do wash my sheets. You wash them and then you just put them right back. And I just put them right back. I got you. Um, um, because I no longer one. have more than one set. Oh, I see. I had to buy some because I was like, I'm tired of putting them right back. I just want them to not. And then I can just let them sit in the dryer for four days. Um, <laughs> Too short. So the last thing, I, I cannot do it. I've tried it again as an adult. I couldn't get it as a kid. I can't tie my shoes without making the bunny ears. I can't do it the wrapper wrap. My brother makes oh, Thank you. <laughs> I didn't realize there was another way. No, I didn't realize there was another way. Okay, so it's not even bunny ears. I do the, I think it's just like subconsciously, like I have this song stuck in my head. My brother taught me, my oldest brother taught me how to tie my shoes and he caught me tying my shoes a few months ago and he realized that I still did it the way that he taught me when I was like a kid. (laughs) And he was like, you still do the bunny ear, wrap it around the tree and pull through. And I was I'll like, say, I, yeah, I, is that what it is? I was like, yes. And he was, I was like, how do you tie your shoes? I feel like everyone ties their shoes the way I tie my shoes. I didn't feel like I'd tie them any different. Like, how do you do them? Show me real quick. Like you do one ear and then you do the other and then you. No. That's what I do. Oh, okay. Well, then no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Everyone does it the way you do when the, with the little, do yes, it around the finger around, and it goes. And then you pull it through. That's magic. That's dark magic. That's I don't. Magic. I can't. I can't. No. That's witchcraft. I can't. No. Oh I need a little bunny ears. I need two God. little bunny ears, and I need to fold them and make a bow like that. Well, I, yeah, we don't. I. You do the normal way. That's the normal way. That's what I'm saying. I felt like it was normal, but he called me out about it. He was like, "Brie, you still tie your shoes like that?" And I was like, "Well, how do you tie them?" And I think he ties them your way. Yeah, no, he's wrong. Like I, cause I, I'm really self-conscious about tying my shoes around other people for that reason. Like for real. Cause people make fun of me all the time. I'm like, I don't know how to do it a fancy way. Leave me alone. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, God bless. So yes, that's mine. That's funny. So we're on the next question. <laughs> and this is, what was your dream job as a kid? I don't remember. I honestly do not remember. I Like the, the first thing you wanted to be? I don't the remember. The second thing you wanted to be? Um, I know the furthest I can remember is in high school, I wanted to be in the WNBA. And that ended, that, that dream ended quickly. Let me tell you, that was over before I left high school. Um, Low key, yeah. I I remember, like, I have a very horrible time remembering remembering my childhood for whatever reason. Don't worry, me and my therapist are working through it. But I don't remember stuff like that. Like, when people are always like, oh, when I was a kid, I wouldn't. I'm like, I don't freaking know. I don't remember anything before seventh grade. Like I, I really don't. Really. So um, I think it was that. I don't think there was ever like oh, I want to be a lawyer, or a firefighter, or anything like that. Um, at one point, I wanted to be an engineer because I heard they like made a lot of money, and I was good at math. 
So, one of those things. <laughs> what about you? That's so drastic. <laughs> um, WBA engineer. Um, the, the earliest thing that I could remember me wanting to be that I didn't think was possible, so I never thought it was like a real job. I, I always wanted to be um, in entertainment. I always wanted to be like um, a writer and I wanted to be a songwriter when I was when I was little. That was like the very first thing that I can remember me like wanting to do. And I just didn't think that was possible. I mean, I was, you know, I'm from a little small product town, so I didn't think that was something that I could do. So like, I remember like this more serious thing that I wanted to, and not that songwriting is not serious, obviously it's serious. Like I remember like the first big job that I wanted to do was to be a lawyer. And I was stuck on that for a minute. Um, but I always wrote like in the background, like I was still writing songs, I was still writing poetry, I was still doing those things. But like, I was like, I'm gonna be a lawyer, I'm gonna make my family this money, we're gonna be rich one day, I'm gonna pay back. <laughs> I'm gonna help my mom and do these things. And then when I got to middle school, uh, I I found out how long you actually had to go to school to be a lawyer. <laughs> and I was I like, whoa. Oh, I said, you know what? This is a lot. Either how many years? I hate it. And then I wanted to be, I still just kind of wanted to be a writer. So that's kind of what I stuck my guns to. When I got to high school, I took a TV production class and I kind of followed that trail and went down that little rabbit hole. You just jogged my memory. I remember this now. Um, once upon a time, I did want to be a writer because my aunt got me into spoken word and we used to go to this little spoken word club and we would do that and I would write poetry and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, my big dream was to move to Brown or move in to Maryland and go to Brown. Oh, to go to Brown University, yeah. Yeah, and that was like the dream. And then I found out that it snowed like six feet there and I decided I needed to change my dream. Um, <laughs> so I was real yeah. fickle, real, real fickle. <laughs> but low key though, like I also play basketball, you know this. And I just wanted, I did, I wanted to be, there was a part of me who who wanted to be like a professional athlete. I mean, who didn't? We, we who were didn't want to be a professional we, athlete? We grew up watching Love and Basketball at every basketball exactly. trip. Like, I was Monica Wright. wanted that live. Yeah, I wanted it. <laughs> I wanted every part of it. I wanted to be the first on the NBA. Like, yeah. we'll be playing against me. We'll be in the driveway. We'll take a close. Wait, stop. Um, yeah, all is fair in Love and Basketball, baby. Yeah. But yeah, then life hit. And then I was like, I hate this. I hate it here. Um, <laughs> okay, next question. If you could live your life again, knowing what you do know now, what would you change? Chelsea, heavy hitters. I, I know, it. I know. What would I change? Mm. Like if you, grew, if you woke up tomorrow and you were 15, Oh, wow. What decisions would you make differently? Didn't, don't think I loved that era, except, except for I was an exceptional athlete at the time. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know if I would necessarily, okay, I think, I think the things that I would change relate to like relationships 
more than like actual like experience like life choices as far as like experience goes like the adventures that i went on the things of that nature like i would keep that all the same i think i would make better choices when it came to my relationships with said boys and and things not that i had any relationships at 15 because i didn't i didn't start dating until really college but yeah some of some of those early choices actions I completely agree. I would change. I wouldn't change. Actually, I would change something huge. Um, I would change something huge. But and there, I think this. I think I chose this question when I saw it because I had just talked to my aunt a couple weeks ago, or maybe not a couple weeks ago, because I don't know what day it is because of the Rona. But recently, within the past six months. something popped up on my news feed and it was a post that I had made on Facebook. Oh, after... don't you hate those? No, it was a good one though. Oh, it was oh. a post I made on Facebook my junior year and it was right after I had dropped out of, I had just declined all my division one basketball offers and I decided I wasn't playing college ball. And I made this post and it was basically all the reasons that I didn't want to play college basketball. And then long story short, the only reason I ended up playing college basketball is because like I freaked out and panicked the last minute and decided to play it and then hated it. Um, so I would change that. I should have listened would go to, to myself. One? I would not. You I would, would just not would play, play at all. all. I wouldn't play at all. And for all of the reasons that I listed why I didn't want to play in my junior year when I made that decision, I read that and I just sat in my room and cried because those are all the reasons that I regret playing. Oh, wow. And it was like, I wish I had listened to myself. And I don't even remember making that post. That's what it's crazy about. I don't remember writing that. Mm -hmm. And so I wish that would have come back up in my reminder, like, right before I signed to play. Like right before you made your decision. Yeah, because I would have been like, wait, you just said you made this choice and you were you were fine. Like, I didn't play AAU that summer. I turned down offers. Like, I was set. People were mad at me. Like, coaches were mad at me. I was like, I'm just not doing it. It's not for me. Like, this is what I want with my life. And it doesn't mean that much to me to, to change what I want with my life. Right. And um, I definitely should have listened to myself. Um, and I would have definitely changed that. That and boys. Boys. Always stupid. Um, stupid. I'm going to branch off what you just said. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift my answer to your answer because I was the opposite from you. Yeah. In, in that decision. I played basketball. I think I got on my first team. I was nine, 10 and played all the way up to high school. And when I was in high school, when I got to um, probably my junior year, I didn't realize how much work it was going to be to be a better player. Does that make sense? Because I feel like I relied on a lot early on with my natural ability to play. Yeah, and then you get older and everybody else is good. <laughs> and then you get older. Yeah, but yeah. So like early on, it for me, it was like my, more my natural ability to play. And then when I got older, when I got, like I said, junior year, I was like, man, this, people like are going to school for this. Like people are, you know, taking this seriously. People are probably training more than I am. People mm-hmm. are probably 
in living, breathing the gym. And I'm literally just having fun. Yeah, like I didn't take I it. I, I fun a long time ago. <laughs> see, I was having fun and I was just playing for fun. And I loved basketball. I was very passionate about it, but I wasn't living, breathing the gym. I wasn't living, breathing training. I wasn't like lifting. I wasn't like doing drills on the court. You know what I mean? I didn't have, and, and some of that has to do with a little bit of it had to do with finances. We didn't have a whole lot as far as like putting money towards like trainers and, you know, gyms and that type of life. But on the other hand, it's kind of my fault because I could have been out there like on the court, I could have, you know, went up to a park and like kind of like helped myself out. And I always, and I think about that and my mom mentions it every now and again, she was, cause my mom every now and again, she was like, you know what? I think you really would have loved to play basketball in college. Like if you would have, you know, really went there. And a part of me like thinks about it sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like the opposite of you. I was having a blast. And I was like, I I would have like dedicated myself. (laughs) I think I would have had a blast. But But I think for me, it was more like, it was an expectation for me that I, that I felt was an expectation. And like my whole family played, this was the only way. And that's when I freaked out. I was like, what if I can't pay for school? What if something happens and I can't pay for school? My parents can't afford it. This is the only way I can pay for school and not have any burden on my parents. I'm the youngest of seven. Like they still have other kids that they're still supporting. Um, but let's talk about it because that's kind of a factor with you know being a minority. Yeah, and it was like just the you only have way to, for me to to pay really for school. Pay like you think about for, yeah. financially and like you know what class that you're in. You know what I mean? As far as like middle class or you know lower yeah. class. Because I was like fully enrolled. I was fully enrolled at TU. Was planning to go to TU. And it was like within a week. Pulled out. Went to the school I went to. Signed there. Like changed everything. And it was like a panic decision. Because I was like I can't. If I fail. Or if I don't find a way to make ends meet here. Then it falls on my parents and my family to pay yeah. Um, so it was just like, I have to do it, I have to suck it up, it'll be fine. It's just four years. And and like I said, every list, everything on that list that I listed why I didn't want to play was why I regretted playing after it was wow. all done. So yeah, that's that's what I would change. <laughs> okay, sorry you guys, we went to a place, obviously. We did. <laughs> We went to a place on y'all. Um, we're the, gonna next one, the next ones are fun. The next one's fun. We promise. We we promise. And we kind of talked about mine, I guess. But I'm gonna go ahead and ask you: What is your favorite film and your favorite genre of a movie too? Like your favorite genre of film, favorite movie. What is? It? <sighs> okay, so it depends on what mood I'm in. So I either, my favorite genre will be either rom-com or action movies, like specifically like Marvel movies. Um, I'll just say action. I don't know. It's like action and comedy. Like I like like Jumanji because it's funny, but there's also some action. Um, Jumanji is my shit. And I feel like we're low-key living in Jumanji right now. So you know I'm like, who up there rolling them dice? Get some loaded ones, hell. Um, but yeah, I think those are my favorite. I love a good rom-com to just snuggle up and watch and grin like an idiot all by myself and drink some wine and that sort of thing. 
Um, but I also love like action adventure. Like I will watch Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Marvel. I'll watch those all over every day with, with no issue. What about you? Um, favorite genre for me, it's gotta be hands down rom-com. I love be a good rom-com and I don't care who knows it. I will go watch a rom-com with whoever would love to go and, or I will sit in the vicinity of my own home and laugh and giggle and kiki to myself because I just think they always put me in a good mood and they always like, I don't know. I feel like they're so relatable in a way to my life for the most part. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like some, as far as like what leads up to love, I mean, I certainly, you know, have, that's another conversation. Um, but <laughs> I, I love a good cry. See, that's, I've never watched a movie that has made me cry. Are you kidding me? I can't, like, there's, I mean, not one movie has made you cry. I never. And I just think it's just Stop it's it, like, it's not real. And I don't think I can ever get past that. Like I know I get into them. I can get into it, but when it comes to crying, I just can't do it. Like I even ones that are based on like true I, stories, you don't even yeah, shut it even I can't. I like I can't judge. Girl. I don't judge people for crying. I understand, but for me, like there I just can't get to the point where I will cry over it. I have done the ugly cry <laughs> in the movies, girl. I've tried. Look, I have tried I have watching been. the saddest romance movies after breakup. What? I've tried all that crap, but I'll just be sitting there like this. I'm like, okay, have you ever seen that interview with like Kristen Bell where she talks about like the levels of like where she's crying? You no. that the Ellen interview? Because I'm I'm very much like that. It's like on a scale. So either I'm crying if it's too happy. Or I'm crying if it's too sad. Like I need a, I need a like from one to ten. Like I need like a happy. I need a six to keep me level. You know what I mean? No, because if it's too happy, tears. <laughs> I've never sad, experienced that. <laughs> tears. <laughs> I can cry, girl. Not for me. Okay. What is the too long didn't read movie version of your life? So like. Theme, plot, crazy, sh- like what is that? The movie, what? the movie. <sighs> gosh, oh my gosh. Um, and remember, it's TLDR, so like, quick synopsis of what it is. Oh, can I skip it? You go. Oh shoot. Okay. Let me um, think. Let me think. Okay, so I'm just spitballing here. Um, girl grows up in big family. Girl grows up getting the last of everything. Girl goes off to college, lives alone, loses her freaking mind. <laughs> girl dates a whole bunch of people she should not be dating. And then girl finds a great job and girl finds a guy, girl gets married, and then girl gets quarantined in her house in the first three months of her marriage. Yeah, there it is. There's my movie of my life. Come on. Uh, and Tessa that, Thompson would play me. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I feel like, you know, I do have an actress who I feel like could play me in a movie. Oh, um, I will say growing up, I always thought that my person would be like my actress doppelganger or whatever. 
um, would be, uh, oh my God, I just forgot her name. Monica. What is Monica's name? Because we both have this scar right here. And I got it from playing oh, basketball. Yeah, yeah. And my brother oh. pushed me down. And I was like, we're the same person. <laughs> I low-key wanted my life to be love and basketball. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess mine is, mine in quick is, uh, girl grew up with um, very spoiled. She's the only girl within her immediate family. Um, grew up a tomboy very loving basketball-ish, you know what I mean? I'm on the court, I'm on the playground, I'm riding bicycles. Girl grows up, you know, goes to high school, doesn't really find love, kind of struggles, um, gets to college, falls in love for the first time. Tragic, tragic ending. <laughs> tragic. <laughs> I'm just The kidding. drama. Um, the drama. No. I would say, I, okay, look, let me back up. I would say girl gets to high school, really struggles with her insecurity, self-esteem, finally finds a boy she thinks that she's in love with. That ends before it even starts. Gets to college, really tries to find herself, only to go down a path of dating the wrong people, only to thinking that she finds the right person after college. And that ends. And then she goes on just a self-discovery of finding herself, follows her career path, and is just living the good life, hoping that one day love finds her. Come where he at, Jesus. Um, <laughs> just keep on eat, praying, and loving, girl. Eat, praying, and love. And I was going to say, I was like, what is the movie that I literally just described? How to be single. Like, yes, that, literally. That is it. Like, How to Be Single is the title. Oh, of my God. My I watched that movie rom-com. so many times after my last breakup. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it what came out at. right around that time. And so, like, I watched it over and over. Girl. Oh, that's so funny. Thinking that you found the love of your life and just, just nah. Anyway, okay, let's get to this last question. Oh my gosh, y'all are really getting to know us. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, who are your favorite podcasters? Okay, I have a lot. So I follow, so I use Swoot, which is like a podcast streaming service, but also like social media. So you can follow your friends and see what they're listening to and like recommend stuff back and forth. and. It's really cool. But anyway, um, I follow over 80 podcasts. Because that's so all I listen to is podcasts and audiobooks all day long. Because um, I grew up in a house with 12 people. So I can't have silence. Like, I can't focus when it's silent. So I have to have something. <laughs> something. So um, well, I, I feel you on that. Like, I, I mean, I only have, you know, three siblings. But I have a lot, a lot, a lot of cousins. Yeah. And it's hard for me to be in silence too. Yeah, I can't do it. So yeah, I listen to a lot. So I will say my top three podcasts mm-hmm. are Jade and Kia from Getting Grown, Michelle, Christina, and Akimini from Truth's Table. Um, and then Black Girls Create, who has Wizard Team, which is a Harry Potter podcast, and they go through like chapter chapter. And all of these are like black women. Um, and they are like the perfect, like these three are just me in a nutshell. Getting grown is my ratchet intellectual 
you I will read you for filth that's what get grown kiki like that's that for me and the truth table is like a whole bunch of pastors and pastors wives and and um one of them's like the um um worship leader so like that's very much me as far as like spirituality goes especially being a preacher's daughter um and then wizard team that's like like my black nerd self and so like that is like the perfection of me as a person um yeah those three podcasts okay wow you? oh child um oh child i'm actually <laughs> i'm new to the podcast game to be completely honest with you you got me on getting grown yes. which i love and it's hilarious so hilarious. Shout, out to getting, shout out to getting grown yes um, but before you got me on getting grown i listened to um, amanda seals small doses i like I amanda haven't gotten into her stuff so i need to i need to try you need to check out amanda seals small doses that is the one um i also listened to um megan batoon i don't know if you know her she's um well, she was a dancer and now she's um, more um, an influencer and a, and a content creator. She does all the things. Um, she has a podcast called Just a Tip. And yeah, <laughs> but, it's not, but it's not about that. But it's like literally just Ooh, my neck yeah, just snaps for life. You know what I mean? But it's oh. like good tips for life. You know what I mean? Okay. Like she has a thing for every episode. Um, like her newest one is like how the survive quarantine like what are you doing to do something that what we just did you know what i mean like and then she has like little tidbits about you know how it how it's very relational to life and how you know just a good little doses of yeah good life advice on that one so those are i would say those are my top three um there's one that i just started listening to because i follow her on everything and then i just kind of wanted to check it out um it is uh Yes, Tourette. I had to look it up. It's Ariel Vandenberg. Why do we need to listen to it, though? I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to click it. Hello? <laughs> I didn't mean to click it. I was trying to get to it because I was trying to see what the name of the actual podcast was. Gotcha. But I follow Ariel Vandenberg on, like, YouTube. Not on YouTube, but Instagram and stuff like that. And she's hilarious. Her and her fiance, Matt Kutchel. And now they have a podcast together. So I want to check that out. Like, that's my new one to check out because I do a little comedy in my life in the podcast room. Yeah. Um, and then, like, if I miss church, like, I'll listen to church. Like, yeah, I'll, I listen. I usually listen to our church sermons at work. I don't, on the yeah, podcast. like, I'll hop on. Like, if I miss it, I'll throw it on and do that. Cool. So that is us, you guys. That is a little bit about us. That was 10 questions. Y'all see how long it would have been if we would have did 21? Yeah, that 21 has just been like, look, we're done here. Um. So before we end the episode, we like to have an energy check. Before we end the episode, we like to have what we call an energy check. What are you giving energy to, Chelsea? And what are you denying your energy from this week? I am giving energy to taking care of myself mentally and emotionally. Um, it's been rough. I'm not motivated. I haven't really been very as productive as normal, of course, because I'm in this house all day. Um, and I am denying energy from being disappointed in myself. Okay. What about you? I feel you. Um, 
for me this week, my energy has kind of gone toward just being more creative this week. I am a writer and I haven't been writing, which <laughs> has been a struggle for some reason these past couple of weeks, especially in these quarantine times. Like, so I made sure to a little bit each day this week, I made sure to like kind of go somewhere else. If that was in my apartment or outside of my apartment, like on my deck or something, just somewhere where that I was getting a little bit of inspiration from. Um, went on a few walks just to try to get my mind working again, kind of looking at, you know, street art, artwork, you know, people watching, kind of trying to get some ideas into my head of some things to write about. So I've been trying to get my energy back to the creative, my creative prowess, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, what I'm denying energy to is, um, is being okay if nothing comes of that. I guess, you know what I mean? I like, like cause I, yesterday I was kind of sitting outside and I was, I had my journal out and ready to go and just nothing was like coming to me, nothing. But I also was in the, at least I was out there, putting myself out there in that space yeah. to give myself time to have that space. And so I can't be mad at myself for not being productive out of that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it takes some time. It, yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, that's another episode of Grown Women Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. And always remember, if there's not room for you at the table, break the table's legs on your way out and make a bigger one elsewhere. Period. Period. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye.